0: Hello, and thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Revelation 12. And before we get started, I'm just going to open with prayer. Father, thank you for this day, for all that you've done. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to get to know you better. And I just pray as we Go through this reading that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be open to you. That we would do your will, bring you glory, and grow closer to you and understand what it means to live for you. I just pray that you would help us to understand these words. We're getting into a little bit more complicated teachings and readings. And I just pray you'd give us the wisdom to understand them that you would be the one to enlighten us and that it would help us to serve you better. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're in 12 and um, it's pretty interesting. It's where we really start to get into some heavy duty um, descriptions, illustrations and whatnot. And so what I've decided, what I I started to do to help myself and I figured it might help you is I'm going to read... The chapter, and then I'm just going to go and read the the information from from Maxwell, or I'm sorry MacArthur, and actually go through the entire chapter. He has some really interesting points, some good insights, and it helps me. So maybe it helps you, um, but it helps me again just to reread it. So I'm going to go through that tomorrow. I'll in Chapter 13 also includes some A.W. Tozer, which will make you scratch your head because it's fairly, (laughs) it's fairly complex and it's the type of stuff I have to read like three and four times. So anyways, uh, with that, let's just get started with verse one. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter, and her child was snatched up to God and to his throne the woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by god where she might take might be taken care of for a a thousand two hundred and sixty days then war broke out in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back but he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven the great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or satan who leads the whole world astray? He he was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. It's interesting that even after he rebelled, God allowed him to stay, and his angels, i.e., demons, to stay in heaven for a period of time until finally something triggered the great, um, the great battle. Verse ten. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say. Now have have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accused of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two two wings of a great eagle, so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness, where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a half a time out of the serpent's reach. Then from his mouth the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with a torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. So, lots of symbolism, lots of analogies. There's just a tremendous amount there. And so it's something that I think at the end of the day we need some help understanding. So, with that, I'm going to go to read MacArthur. Now, he has he's doing his his commentary and whatnot where he basically is is combining two, two chapters, generally. And so, in this example, he is combining both 12 and 13. But I'm just gonna read the portion for 12, and then tomorrow we'll do 13. However, I'll read his overall ideas and context so that it's there and it can be applied to both both chapters. When I read this it helped me understand a little bit more the timing, what's being said, what's the time frame of this that's being said. So it really did help me quite a bit. So the context, he just writes and understand that he's doing this as a commentary but it's also as a Bible study. And so he he asks questions and he's teach he's teaching on a topic from the from the scripture. So he he writes our world is the theater where God's glorious story of redemption is played out. Satan and his demonic host have attacked the human race, turning the earth into the main battleground in their cosmic war against God. The holy angels and the elect. This study focuses on the terrible three enemies to come. I'm sorry. This study focuses on the three terrible enemies that are to come. Satan, the dragon, Antichrist, the first beast, and the false prophet, the second beast. The beasts represent the final Antichrist, whose, whose career spans the same time period as the seal and trumpet judgments. In the future, Satan will serve God's purpose by being permitted to launch another deadly assault against the human race. That attack will take place during the Great Tribulation. He and his demonic forces will unsuccessfully battle Michael and the heavenly host That is, the holy angels of God. As a result of their defeat, the devil and his demons will be permanently cast down to earth. With his theater of operations then restricted and his time running out, Satan will marshal all of his malevolent malevolent fallen angels in an all-out attempt to deceive and destroy the souls of men. Chapters 12-14 through are actually a digression in John's vision taking readers back through the tribulation from Satan's perspective. That's what actually helped me a lot. Um, It was that statement helping me understand that, okay, this is now the tribulation from Satan's perspective. This is what he's doing versus what God was doing, what was happening, you know, on the earth. Um, Okay, so moving on. These chapters are filled with difficult apocalyptic imagery and symbolism. Take time to read read them and get further explanation and interpretation of these things. So it's a challenging, you know, interpretations and and imagery. One of the keys to the text that he talks about is Satan. The name Satan, meaning adversary or enemy, appears especially in Job and the Gospels. The term devil comes from a Greek verb, meaning to slander or to f- falsely accuse. The Bible identifies him as a murderer, a liar, a roaring lion, seeking dev- to devour, the God of this evil age, the tempter, the dragon, the serpent, and the accuser of the brethren, which we just read in Revelation 12, uh, verse 10. His accusations against believers are unsuccessful because Christ is our advocate which we can read about in 1 John 2, verse 1. The Lord provides the saints with sufficient armor to combat and thwart the adversary. That's Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God. Ultimately, Satan's power over Christians is really broken, and the war is won through Christ's crucifixion and resurrection, which forever conquered the power of sin and death. So moving on to the actual reading of the text and his commentary chapter 12 verse 1 now a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of 12 stars sign a symbol pointing to something else that is the first of seven signs in the last half of revelation a woman this is not an actual woman but a symbol, symbolic representation of israel pictured in the old testament as the wife of god three other symbolic women appear in revelation Jezebel, who represented, represents paganism, the scarlet woman, symbolizing the apostate church, and the wife of the lamb, symbolizing the true church. That this woman does not represent the church is clear from, con, from the context. With the sun, clothed with the sun, moon under her feet, twelve stars. Being clothed with the sun speaks of the glory, dignity, and exalted status of Israel, the people of promise who will be saved and ki- given a kingdom. The picture of the moon under her feet possibly describes God's covenant relationship with Israel. Since new moons were associated with worship, the 12 stars represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse 2, Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. Israel cried out in pain. Israel often pictured as a mother giving birth, has agonized and suffered for centuries, longing for the Messiah to come and destroy Satan, sin, and death, and usher in the kingdom. Verse 3. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his head. Great fiery red dragon? The woman's mortal enemy is Satan, who appears as a dragon 13 times in this book. Red speaks of blood. Seven heads, ten horns, seven diadems. This figurative la- language depicts Satan's do- domination of, s- of seven past worldly kingdoms and ten future kingdoms. Satan has ruled and he w- and will rule the world until the seventh trumpet blows. He has inflicted relentless pain on Israel desiring to kill the woman before she could bring forth a child that would destroy him. Verse 4. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman, who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. A third of the stars of heaven. Satan's original rebellion resulted in one-third of the angelic host joining his insurrection and becoming demons, to devour her child. Unable to prevent the virgin birth of Christ, Satan tried to kill the child in a general massacre, massacre of male children commanded by Herod. Verse 5, she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. A male child. Jesus Christ, in his incarnation, was of Jewish Jewish descent. Despite Satan's efforts to destroy Israel and the Messianic line, Jesus' birth took place as predicted by the prophets. The rod of iron describes Jesus, Jesus' coronation as king over the nations of the world and her child was caught up to God, Christ's ascension is in view. Then the woman, uh, verse 6, Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there 1,260 days. So basically, three and a half years. Wilderness. God will protect Israel from Satan by hiding her in the wilderness, perhaps in the region of Moab, Ammon, and Edom, east of Palestine. Interestingly, those countries will specifically be spared from the Antichrist attack against the Holy Land, one thousand two hundred and sixty days at the midpoint of the tribulation. the Antichrist breaks his covenant with Israel, puts a stop to temple worship, sets up the abomination of desolation, and devastates Jerusalem That's in uh, revelations eleven two <clears throat> Um, also in Matthew 24:15 and Daniel 9:27 at that time many Jews flee for their lives. God will pres- preserve them during the last t- um, 1260 days Constitu- in this three and a half year period constituting the great tribulation. And war broke out in heaven Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought. War broke out. The tumultuous events on earth during the tribulation find their counterpart in heaven. I found this part very interesting. A state of war has existed since the fall of Satan. Something will intensify that warfare, possibly the raptured saints passing through the realm of Satan. So again, why did God let them hang out in heaven? Um, But I guess my understanding of heaven just doesn't, doesn't do justice. And it's very limited. Verse 8. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Dragon was cast to the earth. Satan and his demons were cast out of heaven at the time of their original rebellion, but still had access to it. That access will then be denied. And they will be forever barred from heaven. Deceives the whole world. As he has thought throughout human history, Satan will deceive people through the tribulation. After his temporary release from the bottomless pit at the end of the millennium, he will briefly resume his deceitful ways. Verse 10 Then I heard a, a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. Accuser, see verse 9. Satan will no longer accuse believers before the throne of God, because he will no longer have access to heaven. And And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, this is verse 11, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Blood of the Lamb. No accusation can stand against those whose sins have been forgiven because of Christ's sacrificial death. So they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That's they, the saints who overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. So they were willing to give up their lives. Verse 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. He has a short time. Knowing that his time is limited, Satan will intensify his efforts against God and mankind, and specifically target Israel. Verses verse 13 and 14. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the women, woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and a times and a half a time from the presence of the serpent. Wings of a great eagle. Not actual bird wings, but a graphic depiction of God's provisional protection of Israel. Wings often speak of protection. Eagles probably vulture like griffins were the largest birds known in Palestine. A time and times and a half a time. Three and a half years, the second half of the tribulation. Verse 15 and 16. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of its mouth. Okay, so earth opened its mouth. A great army will come against Israel like a flood, only to be swallowed up, perhaps in conjunction with one of the numerous earthquakes that occurs during that period, speculation, but probably a really good answer or possibility. And the dragon was encouraged, was enraged with the woman, and he he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Rest of her offspring, Satan will turn his frustrated rage against every follower of the Lamb he can find, Jew or Gentile. Commandments of God, testimony of Jesus Christ. The revealed truth from God and Christ contained in Scripture. Obedience to God's word always marks a genuine believer. So that's the end of the readings and the interpretations at this point, or the commentary. We'll read 13 uh, tomorrow and go from there. With that, I'm just going to close with a quick word of prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for this day and for all you've done. Your word is complex, and yet it's simple. Basically, Lord, you love us. You protect us. The end is going to be frightful, but thankfully, we're with you. So, Father, I lift up our, our fa- family, our friends, those we love. I lift up my life to you and just pray that you'd be honored and glorified by it and that we would do your will and bring you honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me at Just the Guy and Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.